Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska, and this is today's Bible class. A short Bible study, about 13 minutes or so, but every day, seven days a week, keeping us in God's Word and thereby helping us to stay strong and grow stronger in our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. It also helps keep us focused on our spiritual lives and our relationship with God. Help people in your life by sharing these studies with them every day through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. You may help somebody turn their life around, grow in their faith, come closer to God, and ultimately get to heaven. What a blessing for them and for you. So make that commitment today and start sharing. I want to get back into our line of thought and study. We're talking about political correctness. And boy, it is. it has engulfed our culture in our country right now, and largely to its detriment. Our culture is worse off because of political correctness and all of the nonsense that is being purported through that, that is being promoted through political correctness movement. Now, again, as I've stated, when you talk about political correctness, cancel culture movement, and the woke movement, they're all basically the same movement. They just have different branches. And so we need to understand where we're at. The political correctness movement is ruining our culture, and it is turning our culture, our population, our country farther and farther away from godliness and away from belief in and respect for the Bible as being God's authoritative words for our lives. The big question is, should the church be politically correct? Well, and we can also boil that down, should a Christian be politically correct? Now, should we be respectful of other people? Absolutely. Should we try to talk to people and address them in respectful ways? Of course. But when we get told, and and the political correctness movement, as I've emphasized, keeps changing. You don't know what you're supposed to say. You don't know how you're supposed to address people. You don't know what you're supposed to think according to their uh, doctrine because it keeps changing. They keep shifting the parameters and moving the goalposts, so to speak. So a lot of it has just gone so far that it's nonsense and it's chaotic and it does not fit God's word in so many cases. If you believe in God, believe in God. And so we've asked the question in relation to should a Christian, should the church be politically correct? We've asked the question, should we be politically correct or should we be biblically correct? Now, I would suggest to you that for a whole lot of folks pushing the political correctness movement, if there's a contradiction between what they're telling us we ought to believe and how we ought to speak and what we ought to say and, and how we ought to act. If there's, a, if there's a contradiction between what they're saying and what the Bible says, they'll go with what they're saying. They'll discount what the Bible says, or they'll try to explain it away in some way. Or maybe they'll just explain away the Bible altogether because a whole lot of them probably don't believe much of what, what the Bible says, if at all. Well, we need to open our eyes. We need to recognize where we are. Now, we've been looking at Jesus and some people in the political correctness movement. In fact, I think a lot of people, they will, with a very shallow knowledge of the Bible, in many cases, I believe, they'll say, Jesus, you know, he always loved. Jesus was of compassion. 
Jesus also talked about judgment. Jesus talked about truth. And in John 8 and verse 32, he said, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And he identified what that body of truth is, that standard of truth is, in John chapter 17, in verse 17, on the night of his betrayal. He prayed to the Father, that is God, and he said, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. Your word is truth. And so we need to use God's word as our standard of living on a day-in, day-out basis. And have that as our main basic guidebook for life. Peter also talked about God's word as being truth and how important it is that we understand that it is the body of truth by which our lives ultimately will be end up either successful or an utter catastrophic failure eternally. In 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 22 He writes this to Christians. He said, since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth. And then in verse 23, he says, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. You know, there have been many people who have tried to denigrate the Bible. They've tried to, in some way, just cast off or even destroy the Bible. Uh, In some countries, it's forbidden to be taught openly, but in every case, it's been a failure. Now, what I'm saying is those movements to do away with the Bible, to try to bring the population of the United States and people in general to not believe in the Bible or to, you know, be afraid to teach the Bible or read the Bible and, you know, try to burn Bibles and all, they've all been failures and they'll continue to be failures because the Bible is truly from God. And God is more powerful than the devil. God is more powerful than humanity. Well, Jesus was not politically correct. We've looked at a whole, num- a whole bunch of scripture texts that indicated that. And let's look at a, co- at a few more here. In Acts chapter 21, verses 28 through 31, we read this, crying out, men of Israel, help. This is the man that teaches all men everywhere against the people against the people and the law, and this place, and further, brought Greeks also into the temple, has polluted this holy place, for they had seen before with him in the city, of, in the city Trophimus, an Ephesian, whom they supposed that Paul had brought into the temple. Now, he's talking about the apostle Paul, and during a particular part of his public ministry, and so he was being accused of violating the temple, desecrating the temple by bringing a Gentile into the inner court. Well, and all that city was moved, and the people ran together, and they took Paul and drew him out of the temple, and forthwith the doors were shut, and as they went about to kill him, tidings came unto the chief captain of the band that all Jerusalem was in an uproar. The chief captain of the band would have been the Roman centurion who was in charge of the garrison in Jerusalem at that time. Jerusalem was an occupied city by the Roman army. And so here's Paul teaching the gospel of Christ and what he taught, simply the truth of God's word, the truth of salvation through Jesus Christ, 
caused an uproar, an uproar. But it was not Paul who responded in that, in that out-of-control frenzy mob mentality. It was the people who he was teaching against. It was the people who disagreed with him. They're the ones, and notice that they went about to kill him. As we said earlier, and we repeated, Jesus, he, he did not come preaching a doctrine of conciliation. He was not conciliatory in his message, saying, you know, everybody's just okay. Everybody ought to just believe whatever they want to believe. You know, just treat one another right and let everybody have their own way and believe whatever truth they want to think is truth. He was not. That's not what he taught. He, he came teaching the absolute truth of God's word. He was on a mission to help people see how they could come to forgiveness and salvation and eternal life through him. But he did not raise up insurrection. He was not a revolutionary. And again, as I've said, he did not encourage his followers to, you know, throw bricks through windows and paint, you know, obscene graffiti on walls and, and rise up in open rebellion against the government. No, he was just simply teaching the spiritual message of the gospel. And as Paul and the other apostles and the Christians of that first century went about doing the same thing, it was the people who did not like them, did not like what they taught, who rose up. In, you know, in, in open aggression against them. Political correctness? Look at what it promotes in our country. Another text of Scripture, Acts chapter 22, verses 22 and 23. And they gave him audience unto this word. Now, after Paul was arrested by the Roman centurion, by the Roman uh, garrison there, taken into custody, he asked to speak to this crowd that was just a few moments ago, trying to kill him because they didn't like what he was teaching. And so he begins, teach, he, he begins addressing that crowd, and he talks to them. He was a fellow Jew himself, but he had become a Christian, and he was trying to teach them that they needed to come to Christ. So they gave him audience unto this word and then lifted up their voices and said, away with such a fellow from the earth. In other words, put him to death, kill him, for it is not fit that he should live. And as they cried out, they cast off their clothes and threw dust into the air. Now you're talking about a mob that went into a frenzy because they did not like what Paul was teaching. What was he teaching at this point? That even Gentiles could become Christians and would be equal in the sight of God with Jews. And so they went crazy. I mean, can you imagine you know, tearing their clothes and picking up dirt and throwing it in the air and, and declaring this man deserves to die. But you see, that was not Paul. That was not the Christians. That was not Jesus who acted that way. It was the people who disagreed with them. In Acts chapter 24 and verse 5, for we have found this man a pestilent fellow, a mover of sedition among all the Jews throughout the world, and a ringleader of the sect of the Nazarenes. These were charges made against Paul simply because he was, in a respectful way, but a straightforward way, teaching the gospel of Christ. And then in chapter 28, in verse 22, 
We desire to hear from you what you think. For as concerning this sect, we know that everywhere it is spoken against. Now, these were Jewish leaders within the city of of Rome. Paul had been taken there as a prisoner, and he was allowed to have have guests. He was allowed to teach. He was allowed to study the Bible while still a prisoner in Rome at the hands of the Roman government. And so here come these Jewish leaders from that area, and they said, we want to hear what you think. We want to hear. Tell us what you're teaching. We've heard about this sect, as they referred to it, Christianity, and we know that everywhere it is spoken against. Well, everywhere it was spoken against by the Jewish leadership. If we want to be true to God, then we must conform to his truth and not to political correctness made up by mankind. And again, usually we're talking about a small minority of the population of this country. They just are very intimidating. They're just very outspoken, and they have gotten the ears of people in positions of authority and influence. But they're not the majority of the people. P.T. Forsyth said, if we do not have within us that which is above us, we will soon yield to that which is around us. If we want to stand guard against error, then we have to know the truth is what he's trying to get across. And the ultimate truth we read in God's word. Let's stop and pray. Father in heaven, help us to recognize the truth of your word and the error that other people tries to get across and tries to push as being the truth that they want people to believe while it still contradicts the truth of your word. Help us to stand firm on your truth and through it, stand justified before you. Please, Father, help us, and please forgive us. Hear a prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.